You're watching Meet the Movie Press. Today we're going to be talking about Zendaya as Mary Jane in the new Spider-Man movie, Jared Leto in Blade Runner 2, and the sad, strange tale of Nate Parker. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Good morning, everybody out there, and welcome to Meet the Movie Press. Don't mind me, just making movie news on the nets. Yeah, that's right, making it happen. Morning. Uh, How are you? Hello, his name is Simon. Hello there. And mine is Jeff Snyder, at the Snyder on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in. Ah, and uh, thanks for being here. Yeah. Hey, both of us. Wait a I got another here, week. I got here on time today, too, you did. which is Early, a, a, actually. a rare thing. Um, busy week. Very busy week, actually. Not a lot of time for... Chit chat, hanging about, banter <laughs> with the lads. Yeah, uh, you know, normally yeah. they ease you into things. Don't worry, I will get. There's I will a, get. I'll get my banter this afternoon with the Stath. Oh my god! Wait, don't fall over the name two, I just dropped there. Two so. of Hollywood's most famous bald, bald men, men <laughs> in one room. Yeah. Well, Simon Thompson, it'll Jason basically Statham. be two bald Brits sitting there calling each other a slag or a nonce. That's that's what we do. That's kind of what we do. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun though. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's a really a nice interview. guy Yeah, he's, he's great fun, yeah Okay. Uh, so where can we find you on Twitter, Jeff? At, at the Insider I okay. mean, I, I already said that Okay. Well. You know, what about you? I, you can find me at Showbiz Simon uh, Also on Instagram <laughs> Just saying Oh man, I need to follow you on Instagram You do, you, you, we're now Facebook friends I, I literally follow I kind of feel like we're like Hollywood I going steady you, you got the big promotion oh, Thank way you, to, I appreciate that I'm one, of the, I'm one of the lucky ones Yeah, I can take it away at any time Don't take it away, I get, um, I'm very sensitive Speaking of taking things away Yes Man, it has been I mean, w- we felt like we had to start the show this week With the Nate Parker stuff Because it's really all anyone in yeah. Hollywood is talking about And a about. lot of people asked us about it on Twitter this week Are we going to talk about it? Yes. So let's just let's just do it It is undoubtedly an ugly matter It is No matter, like any way you slice it yeah. No matter how you feel about it um, It's it's an ugly matter And it raises like a ton of interesting questions Yeah So do we want to recap this case Or do we want to trust that anyone <laughs> No, I think we should Because we there have? might be people who And also I think it's only fair To people like Nate Parker And everybody involved in this That there is some context and background Do you want to wanna, do you wanna take the lead And I'll like No, fi- you, you, you go oh, ahead Oh, shit, ahead. okay Jesus um, Alright, so When Nate Parker mm-hmm. was 19 years old, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah And he was at Penn State he, you know, started seeing this woman. They started fooling around. Uh, they'd been on, you know, a couple of dates together. Then one night, he's supposed to meet her. She gets drunk at a bar. Yep. He ends up showing up to the bar late and taking her back to his place. Yeah. Uh, and he was with two buddies at the time. Uh, one of the buddies sort of, you know, Nate took the girl into his bedroom. Mm-hmm. They started fooling around. Uh, one of the buddies left, mm-hmm. and the other buddy went. And followed Nate into the bedroom, essentially. Got waved in. Yep. Um, And this girl had clearly kind of had too much to drink. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there was, you know, the the three of them fooled around. They had sex. Uh, And I'm I'm like, I'm like, like sweating, like uh, just, just describing this. Yeah. Um, But, you know, so to them, she was an active participant uh, and enjoying herself that night. But. She woke up the next morning and really didn't have much memory of it. Didn't know, you know, she had memories of a second man on top of her, knew it wasn't Nate, felt like she had been raped uh, and was sore downstairs. Um, And then, 
you know, there was a big investigation. Uh, Led to a court case. Right. And, and, and she also felt, like, harassed during yep. uh, all this on campus. It was just a, a nightmare. Uh, and Nate was acquitted, right? Or he was. Was, was he ever? Was it ever really tried? He just, or did it just not move forward? Uh, he 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 was he was acquitted. He he, he was. Uh, he got up. He 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 got off. He he was but, not guilty. But, but the guy that he waved in um, was found guilty, and and uh, yeah. and then he went to then it went to retrial. Right, and that retrial didn't happen because all the witnesses the victim, had been dispersed, and the victim didn't want to retestify. Okay, um, and, so, and so so they so they they got that uh, conviction vacated or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Now, obviously, this is rearing its head again because of his film, right? So, Birth he, of so a Nation. him, so him and his PR people, and I suspect it's more his PR people than the Searchlight people. Like yeah. that, they felt like they had to get out. In front of this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as far out from the film as you could, although they waited nine months or seven months, which is because this way has too been long. screened at a number of festivals. Sh- sure. Um, so here's the thing. So these whispers and, uh, you know, a big allegedly on all of this stuff, because the truth is with a case like this, it's hard to know what really happened behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And Nate Parker, you know, uh, is clearly remorseful. Mm hmm. Um, you know, some of his statements maybe have been too much about himself and not about the victim. And I don't I, I sense a, a genuine remorse, but at the same time, I'm not like hearing I'm sorry because technically he feels like he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Uh, and he was acquitted. Right. And so, and so he did these big interviews with Variety and Deadline. Now, these whispers have been around for a while. Yeah. Uh, my editor, Josh Dickey, was aware of them at Sundance before the film screened, as were other journalists. But this this has not been something that has been hidden. Right. It has been on his Wikipedia page. So it's page. not like it's a dirty secret. It's exactly. been on and, their public he, record, and, as you say. And he has not shied away from talking no. about it. Um, but here's the thing. So no, you know, because, and this is just such an interesting media story, you know, on the heels of the uh, another year of Oscar So White nominations, everyone up at Sundance, and I was there. I was there for that first screening. Everyone wanted this movie yeah. to succeed. It was the hottest ticket in Park City. And for whatever reason, I do think that some outlets, you know, I didn't know about this stuff then. No. And I don't know what I would have done if I was in that position. But a lot of outlets look the other way. Mm. You know, they wanted to to put this story of, of sort of a, the triumph of a, of a young black filmmaker mm-hmm. before anything that may have happened in his past. And we've all yeah. made mistakes in our past. I've, I've made terrible mistakes as well. And I, you have to live with those. And, I, yeah. you know, I'm sure Nate Parker and, and his co-writer, uh, Gene Celestine, is that it, mm. uh, are, are haunted by this. So anyways, um, so he did these these big interviews. And now and now it's snowballing. And, and because they didn't really... It, because it didn't happen back in January, it's happening now. It's happening like six or seven weeks out from the release. Yeah, people think that the award season campaign is torpedoed. That there's no that this movie has no chance. Mm-hmm. Fox Searchlight is supposedly sticking with its strategy. Yeah. and doing a road show and bringing Nate Parker. I don't know how much press he's going to be doing for this film because he really was the face of it, and I don't know if you can have that now. But they are interested in recouping their investment. Yeah, this sold for a Sundance record, which I broke at the time. million. Yeah. So they have a lot of money, plus a stellar marketing campaign so far sunk into this. Probably a $50 million investment overall Mm. 
or close to it. You know, seventeen and a half, and then thirty-two on marketing. Mm. Sure, that sounds reasonable. The thing so, is, yeah, like, where do you where do you sort of fall in now that I've recapped it? Well, let's let's be tricky. let's be abundantly clear on this. Any form of sexual assault. Is Any not form okay. is not okay. Right. And the details of this it's story, okay. as outlined, really, if you want to know everything about this, uh, the Daily Beast did a fantastic yeah. write-up of yeah. it. The, the, the details do not help. No. And I just want to be abundantly clear, because obviously it's a very prickly subject, but also, if anybody is inebriated, don't... I'm with you. See, I don't... It is not okay. I don't like to drink. You know, like, it's yeah. one thing. It really is a different thing, I think, if two people... Are wasted because you know Nate Parker actually had a line. It wasn't my bad decision making or Gene's bad decision making. Mm. It was all three of us. Yeah, and I do think there has to be a little bit of responsibility taken as far as the alcohol consumption. Yeah, and maybe that's just my point of view because I I don't like to drink because I know like the idea of blacking out and forgetting what I did the night before. Yeah, I've never experienced that, but it, it happens to a lot of my friends. Yeah. Either way. So, but also I just want to be really clear that we do not condone any form. Oh, it is any form of sexual um, misconduct is not okay. Of course not. And any form of sexual activity while someone is drunk, not don't, if someone's not exactly. coherent, you do not do it. Let's be abundantly clear on that. But with that said, and abundantly clearly mm-hmm. said, this, as we said, is something that was not hidden away. It was in the public record. It was, like you say, on Wikipedia. This didn't come to the fore when he did. It was beyond the lights, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. This didn't come to the fore then. It wasn't discussed then. It, it has been discussed. Right. Why now? It's been mentioned. Why now? The question is, why now? And unfortunately, the thing is with Hollywood, and again, I do not in any way approve of what he's accused of or, you know, anyone in the case was found guilty who, of. I mean, who would? Well... I know. Yeah. But let, I just, just have to say that. But when you progress in your career and you become bigger, and I think possibly, I don't want to play the racing too much, but I think possibly if you're black in the industry, it's tougher anyway. So people like to sling mud. You, you, you instantly attract and people do go looking for things that will halt mm-hmm. your success or bring you down. Yeah, you have a big, big target. And that is inevitable. That is whether it's anything as a rape allegation or anything else you might have done in your life earlier on. That is going to happen. Should that affect the film? Do you know what? It's a tough moral call, but I think here's where I'm coming from, and I've spoken to people about this before. No, I don't think it should affect the film. Um, I think anything that is contained in the film, and I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know if there's anything, anything to do with it's sexual assault it's in the film. It's an important story, and yes, there is. Okay. There is a rape in the film. But also, there are people working in the industry and people whose films are considered to be pieces of work. Let us use Roman Polanski as an example, who have also had sexual misconduct laid against them. Sure. Um, and yet we look at their works as some great pieces of work, some great pieces of cinema. We are able to separate live-action incidents, real-life incidents, and the art and consider them but separately. That, see, that's where that's where I disagree. So, okay, so, so but I, what do we do? I, 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 Is I that the right that way to look at it? I am able to, to separate the art from the artist. Yep. I am still looking forward to seeing both Mel Gibson movies this year. I mean, that is yep. just a big example as far as me being a Jewish person. Yep. The, the difference between Woody Allen and Roman Polanski is that they were icons when this stuff, when their allegations sort of mm-hmm. came to light. Um, Nate Parker is not there yet. And, and in this 
modern day news cycle. Mm. I don't know that we can separate the art from the artist. I think that we should. And I had filmmakers come out. I'm not saying forget it. No, no, no. Because you can't forget it. But can you look at the film objectively and separate it from, you know, the past of its its primary creative element, you know? Mm. Um, I think that Birth of, a Ma- Birth of a Nation should be judged on its own merits. I'm not yeah. sure what, you know, something that Nate Parker did so long ago has anything to do with the movie. That no. said, I, I do think this movie is dead in the water. Um I think it should be delayed. Fox Searchlight is is moving forward in the face of this crisis. Uh, I just don't see how it's beneficial to put this film out. In but the they're kind of they're kind of damned if they do and they're damned if they don't right. on that because the thing is, it's if true. you if you put it out now in the storm of the controversy, uh, you, you're putting it out in the storm of the controversy, and this is going to be associated. But if you delay it, you then kind of look at it. You know, audience look and go, "Oh yeah, trying to make us forget." What are you trying to? So you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't because you either look like you're losing face and you just want to kind of push it out silently or you tackle it head on and you go, we're just going to go ahead. We're just going to put it out. We're going to rip the Band-Aid off. Right, because Fox Searchlight is just trying to present a story to audiences. It is the media that is sort of uh, conflating that story with that of what what happened with Nate Parker. And 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 also, let's be honest with you. I mean, I'm by no means going to name any names or insinuate anything for any individual at all. But there is some serious shit that goes on behind closed doors oh, yeah. in the industry that if audiences had any idea we, we wouldn't have any film stars wouldn't have any directors wouldn't have any producers oh, wouldn't course. have any fucking of movies course. full stop and there, listen, so let's not pretend everybody in hollywood is a saint and he's a bad guy people like as a ray donovan uh and, and the character josh brolin played in hail caesar these are yeah. real people there there yeah. are fixers some things are beyond fixing and i yeah. think that's the situation now what took it from you know a, a bad a really just terrible situation to something truly tragic is the news that she committed suicide, this poor girl, yeah. four years ago. She did, yeah. So she was tortured, um, you know, by the experience. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I know that she was on Prozac, I think, prior to, you know, what happened. Yeah. So she had already sort of maybe struggled with depression, but this really sent her down the rabbit hole, it seems like, and it, she wasn't able to pull herself out. It would... It would do. I've never been in that situation, but you can only imagine and whether whether a case, and I'm not saying it was it, she lied at all, I'm not saying that, but whether it's true or false, once you get caught up in that legal maelstrom with a case like this or an incident like this, it is bound to have a mental effect on you. Um, yeah, I, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one. It's a hot potato, but I, I think they sh- they should just go ahead and release the film. Audiences can make their own decisions about whether they see it or not. I think if they delay it, I, it's going to make it worse. I, I think, I, I think releasing it to all this fanfare will, will, will make it worse. I think you got to just kind of dump this movie next April in the demolition slot and just kind of let it die in the spring mm. and, and eat the cost because it's. I mean, it's 20th Century Fox, like, or I mean, it's not 20th Century Fox. It's all of Fox it's News yeah. Corp. Like, this is nothing. This investment is really nothing to them. Um, so I don't see why they would really need to milk it. Some interesting points, actually, in the chat from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zeno Hour says, you can separate the artist from the work, but rewarding it is a different issue. That's, but... I mean, you're not, you're not, you, you're not rewarding Nate Parker for a 
for I mean, a, to, an alleged sex crime. But, you're leaving all of this stuff out of it. Uh, Birth of a Nation. You know, I even took like uh, the edge off my fastball at Sundance because mm. you want to anoint this next great black filmmaker. I mean, and he's clearly yeah. talented. Yeah. That said, and uh, you're and Devin Faraci sort of noted that this would happen, and I, I don't blame him. The movie is not that good. Mm. Uh, it's 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 really a step above mediocre. Um, I don't think it was going to win any awards. Okay. Um, you know, maybe it would have been nominated because of what happened last year and mm. this push for inclusion. Uh, but I think there's a lot of interesting black films coming. You know, black themed yeah. films coming out this fall. Um, but whether, whether it's it just a hit wasn't or great. whether it's it's buried or whether it's a mediocre thing, the thing is that this association is going to be there. Always. It's always going to be there. And, and and it's like, do you does Nate Parker have to start thinking less about this movie and more about his career? Mm. Like, is, is his entire career going to be tainted by this? Well, I, I hope That's not. what I was going to say. I mean, after this, you know, and obviously if this film does end up being buried or not being a success, then, pe- then people will inevitably put a question mark over his career if he doesn't go on to do more things and going... Was it just because the film tanked? Was it because yeah. people didn't think that he was a particularly good filmmaker after all? Or was it because of the because of the the, the, the case? What do you think he has to do now? Because I, I do think he needs to step up that commu- commu- like community outreach and, mm. and work with victims and that kind of stuff. We need to you teach see, I, you the see, next I, generation of young men that this is not okay. Because if if you you know if you're raised right, you're less inclined. But to But again, like that's this in that's college. difficult because if you do. If you start saying, like, for instance, if he came out and said, every single penny I made from this movie I'm going to give to uh, sexual abuse charities, uh-huh. then you are unfortunately going to have a part of the audience where, or a part of the public who are going to go, you're just doing it because of this. You wouldn't have done it without this, or you're just doing it to try and make yourself look good. He's in a real, he's in a really difficult position he, here. He, I don't know. I don't know what he I can do. I haven't heard it from him that he feels like he did anything wrong. No, I still I know. get that. And he was, a, he was acquitted. Impression. Right. You know, is, so he was in a I court guess of if law. I was acquitted he of was something, acquitted. I would be like, how could anyone say yeah. otherwise? But, you know, again, there was a tweet on my time. I'm forgetting who who did it, but it, I think they quoted like reversal of fortune, where it was like legally you're in the clear, but yeah. morally you're on your own. Well, and that's the you know, can you be a, a sell a faith based movie as a man of faith? Yeah, and sort of have this in your past. I think people can change and and redeem themselves. Yeah, and, and he has a family. He talked about how he's been raising four daughters and that kind of thing. Yeah, but. Yeah, it just it doesn't look good, and it's really unfortunate because this film really was primed. But I don't, I just don't think at the end of the day there is no easy answer to this no, because there, no. you know, there is. Oh well, this is the plan. You know, I mean, even sort of, you know, if, you know, our brand is crisis. The film was trying to deal with, you know, when kind of stuff hits the fan and you want to move forward. It's like searchlight needs to like. Do there more, is no, though. there is no right answer. There is no there, easy way. Searchlight's out. hiding behind a statement, yeah, um, just like a, a sort of blanket statement of support. I don't know. I, I don't think that we've heard the last of this. No. Um, it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on it. I think we should move on. Let's do that. Uh, but yeah, um, it, I, my, I, I wish I had more answers. Yep. You know, but it's it's just my my heart goes out to that girl's family, and, uh, indeed, um, and, and really all the victims of, of sexual yeah. abuse. Uh, alcohol is is no it's excuse. Not, not okay. You do not do it. 
Okay. Don't do that. Right, let's move on. Yes. Uh, so where should we go? Jared Leto. Yeah, yesterday, big news at Alcon. I feel like I was tracking this at the wrap, but I honestly have no idea since okay. I can't access my old emails. Um, Jared Leto mm. joining Blade Runner 2. Yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. I had heard him for like Tron 3, I think. Wait, is he in Tron? No. No. Yeah, he's, I heard him for the, the next Tron movie. Um, and this is sort of visually, I imagine, would maybe look a little bit similar. Yeah. I can just picture him in that world, in that uh, universe, uh, with Gosling and Harrison Ford. I think it's cool. I think he'd look good, but instantly I was like, well, they've already got... Ro- I mean, we don't know what roles they're going to be playing yet, so we've got to bear that in mind. But also, I, I'm just having, with Suicide Squad come out recently, him saying, I did a shitload of work for that movie, and all of it didn't appear on screen, and I'm kind of pissed off about that. I'm just wondering if having him, and obviously having uh, Ryan Gosling and a few other people... I'm just kind of thinking, unless they give him a really solid role, is he going to be kind of lost in this one again? Or is he going to be... Uh, how big is the role they're going to give him? Because it would be a it's, massive shame not, if... I mean, it, to me, it's not about how much up. screen time he gets. It's whether this is a good project to be a part of. I, I think that He's a good is, visual fix. Yes. Yes. And, and Denis is an, an amazing director. Yeah, like, yeah. You would absolutely want to work with him. So I don't know how you're turning a role in this down, especially if it gets... I, I think... You know, they have the next one probably planned out and ready to go. I would think so. So maybe the role gets bigger in the next one. I don't know. Yeah. But, I, I mean, certainly when I read that, I was like, yeah, I can, I, like you, I can see that working. I can see that fitting. I would be interesting to see what he Because I did. imagine this is going to be Harrison Ford's last go-around with this franchise, I so. right? I would think so. So all that screen time maybe opens up in the next one. Uh, maybe Jared Little will have a bigger... I don't know, you know, if he signed yeah. in op- options or whatever. But certainly as a certainly as a, as a signing and as a being part of the project, good. I mean, that is a... That's I think a so hell too, of a cast. A, he- a great cast. A really and with, you know, impressive. with the director and, you know, and the screenwriters and obviously the heritage of the original Blade Runner. It's a, a film that... It's not... It's not often that I get genuinely excited about a film at this kind of early stage. Mm-hmm. I, I, at the moment, see... I think it's quite hard for them to mess this up. I think it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be like this gr- awesome, gritty sci-fi yeah. noir detective story. Yeah. So uh, I, I genuinely, I saw this week and I was very excited by that. So that's good. And and so Jared Leto, I know he, he said this week he felt tricked into doing Suicide Squad. Yeah. I think that's just like a... Hot sort of soundbite. Um, I don't think he got tricked into anything at all. No. There's a lot of paperwork and a lot of meetings for you to get tricked into something. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think if if possibly the reaction from part of the audience and critics had been more favourable, he wouldn't necessarily have felt. Yeah, that he's probably just a little it. frustrated with what with you know what has happened as mm. far as the, the reception to that movie. Now it just crossed five hundred million worldwide. It did, yeah. Let's talk about that briefly, because I, I got into it. First of all, I love Scott Mendelson. Mm-hmm. I think he's great. That's why I read his shit in the first place. Yep. Um, but he did say that Suicide Squad was a huge hit, and I disagreed. Uh, like, what What do you think about it? It's, it's at, it was at $509 million on the day that, that it was published. Yep. To me, from what I understand, and I know that there are ancillary revenue streams and merchandise and all this money that they're making in other areas, mm-hmm. but... Just a good rule of thumb in general, I yep. was taught at the trades, is you multiply your production and your marketing spend times two, and that's the break even. Yep. Okay? The New York Times, not a blog, mm-hmm. the New York Times you mean puts ju- the cost just... of this movie at $325 million minimum. Yeah. Minimum. Not unreasonable. That is a hundred. 
175 for production. That's yeah. a number that Warner Brothers is admitting to. What have I taught you guys? Nothing against Warner Brothers. This is how all studios operate. Yep. If they are telling you a budget number, it is the wrong budget number. They, are, they have no incentive to ever confirm any budget figures. So they will just settle on a number for the narrative, like 175, yep. and that becomes the number. Yep. It's not 175. It's a little bit more. But for the purposes of this math, we're going to call it 175. That means the New York Times had 150 for the marketing budget. Yep. That sounds about right for a movie of this size. 325, which means you need 650 worldwide. Are they going to get there? 509. I, do you know what? I think I think it's they, they, they could well do that. There's no movies coming out. They've yeah. got... It really depends. Open calendar. I think now it depends on people who haven't been put off by the negativity. Numerous return visits. Um, I think it, it can. I don't see it being quite the the kind of the the golden goose that I think the studio thought it was going That's to be. That's the other thing, you know, when people are like it's a hit, it's going to make money. Like it's we're talking <laughs> about. How much? Ten, twenty million dollars? That is not. As Brent Lang said on Variety yesterday, mm. uh, you know, on his Twitter feed yesterday, that is not why you make these movies. No. You make these movies to make enough profit to cover the losses the rest of the year. Yeah, and that is not going to happen. With it's this. not going to happen. So, I mean, I think it, it will, it, in its own right, it will probably tick the boxes, the financial boxes that it wants to. It needed to to double tick. It needs to turn those ticks into crosses. That's I'm not what saying it it's, a, it's a franchise you abandon. No, I no. I mean, is, is it is it successful? I could see it getting it, a I sequel. think it's successful, absolutely. And I think the popularity of it will 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 give that momentum. And I think there's room to move these characters into other parts of of the of the DC universe as well. So exactly. I think it has legs. I voted. Variety did a poll. I think about um, who should be the villain in Ben Affleck's Batman movie. Yeah. I think it should be the Joker and Harley Quinn. Yeah. But someone said to me the other day on is on, on YouTube or Twitter, and they were like, the, "The reason that they make these movies is not is not to make necessarily m- movies; it's to to kick off a franchise." And I'm like, "Yeah, but it it, it is, but mm-hmm. that doesn't that and making a good movie are not mutually exclusive. You you can make a good movie and set up a franchise." And they were like, "Oh, well, it was really to you know to put um you know Will Smith's character and you know Joker and you know set them up." And I'm like. Well then, do do a movie with those three people. Don't make it a Suicide Squad and waste half the cast, and then kind of, you know, don't don't go big on the rest of it. It's like, yeah, it is to set up a franchise. It is to create characters that you can make money off, and you know, financially create something around at the studio. That doesn't mean that you don't have to make a good. Don't take that uh, as uh, you know as two independent things. Uh, st- sticking with the DC universe, yeah. Um, uh, Variety also had a story about Cyborg set to appear in the Flash. Yep. Again, this didn't really feel like a scoop to me. I'll do respect. Uh, Devin Faraci at Birth Movie's Death had already told us that the Flash movie was going to be a buddy movie, essentially, yeah. with Cyborg. So, But we also know that a, lo- a lot of these characters are going to be popping up yeah, I don't, in varying I don't degrees to through the galaxy. I don't need a fucking dossier on which characters are going to appear in which DC movies. Like, mm. this is, we're beyond scoops. I feel like some of the news judgment. 
out there is suspect. Like, we don't need to know every character in every movie. Just let the movies happen. I think, yeah, there is an element at the moment. I think it's, it's great to have scoops. It's great to break stories. It's great to have these little it's nuggets and stuff like that. It's not breaking a story, though. No, but, but I just think these, these little things, I think I would like, I'm going in so many movies now, and I know exactly what's going to happen and who the cameo is exactly. going to be. And I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't care that much. About, I don't think Cyborg is, is a, it is like, he's not a Spider-Man. He's not a Thor. He's not a Batman. He's not a Superman. Just let me go and watch the movie, and then when Cyborg turns up, it's like, oh, that's Cyborg. That's what I was going to say about Blade Runner, because you sounded disappointed that we don't know who anybody's playing. Yeah. Because now we expect this. I'm, I'm, I feel refreshed. Trade report, like, the trade, I always felt like, as a trade reporter, Mm. all right, I'm going to know more about a movie than I want to know going in. And that sucks, but that comes with the job. Yep. Now everyone wants that level of information. I don't Spoils want that. It. Why would you want that? Mm. That was a downside of the job, is yeah. knowing what you were going to get. Well, that's why I stopped watching trailers you know, about two months before they, they come out. Um, actually, just going back very briefly to Suicide Squad, um, somebody in the uh, in the chat room has just gone up. Uh, Jonas Tiger has said, with, with things like Suicide Squad, they'll always make money back on Blu-rays, etc., not so much now. I don't think now. anybody understands. Not so much now. The, the people who tell me how fucking studio accounting works, like, oh my god. No, it's not. You people mean, don't buy Blu-rays in the way first, that they used did, to. How much first dollar gross does, does this guy think is going out the window? I don't know, he's not saying, but... I, I mean, uh, but no, I, mean, I don't profess to know everything, and it's funny how many people on my Twitter feed, mm. like, profess to know how this shit works. Like... The people who are getting the checks from Warner Brothers, they don't even know because studio accounting is the, the most shady, shadowy world since, you know, outside of the CIA. Trust me. <laughs> no one knows how studio accounting works. Um, but yeah, so no, Cyborg, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I don't, I don't need to know. I don't want to know. I'm, yeah, but. Um, hopping over to Marvel. Yeah. Big scoop from our pal Al Mayimbe. Yes. Now, again, w- uh, th- there is a difference when there is a mystery to mm-hmm. a character, and there's not that much mystery. To me, Lando Calrissian being the Han Solo movie. Me. Yeah. Um, but Black Manta being the, the Aquaman villain or the real identity of yep. Zendaya's character in Spider-Man, these are actual things. Mm. That, that you, uh, so Zendaya, it, appear, it appears, is going to be Mary Jane, reportedly. Yep. Yep. Uh, this was trending nationally yesterday, uh, as we got a, a lot of tweets about. Uh, and it was, but it, it is a big story. Um, it's Mary a big Jane, story, but it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't a massive surprise. No, you know I, what I, mean. I always felt like either Zendaya or Laura Harrier were going to be playing yeah. MJ or Gwen Stacy or somebody like that. I, they're the only. There's like only two women I felt like in Spider Man. Not that I read any of the comics, but those are the two women that I know who are associated with Spider Man. If you're giving them a love interest, why wouldn't they be one of them? Mm. Uh, people were in it, outraged, of course, because uh, Mary Jane is white with red hair. Yep. Zendaya could have red hair in this. I saw some pretty cool photos where her hair looked fantastic. Yeah. Wasn't a natural hair color. That's okay. Yep. I mean, uh, I like it. I like it. If I had hair, I'd dye it. (laughs) Let's be honest. Maybe you'll be the next marriage. Maybe I will. Um, But it was was a good scoop, and, and, uh, and, and maybe I'll get to ask... John Watts, the director of Spider-Man Homecoming. Maybe you will. When? How? How would this happen? Uh, How would this happen? Because it appears I'm going to Atlanta on Sunday. What? To the set of Spider-Man Homecoming. What? Yeah. Lovely. I get to interview John Watts, Tom Holland, 
And Michael Keaton as Blimey. the vulture. Beetlejuice. Sorry, my phone is just blowing up. What is happening right now? Did somebody die? Um... All right. What else is going on? There's a lot. Okay. Uh, you 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 can pick. Okay. Let me touch on something that you didn't want to touch on. We'll just give a very very little nudge to this. Uh, Muck G this week was talking about oh. Master of the Universe. Okay. Um, I I say don't make this movie. I say leave it alone. I love the Dolph Lundgren Frank Langella one. Um, he a was classic. saying. I mean, Muck G. You know, some of his films I like. Some of them I don't like. Uh, Transformers Salvation. I'm. You know, sometimes I watch that and I'm which, like, it's okay. Which, one, which ones do you like? Um, I I enjoyed Charlie's Angels. I did not like Three Days to Kill. Um, I did not like This Means War. I'm still torn on Terminator Salvation, which I hated when I first saw it, but I'm kind of learning to live with that. Um, but I just, I'm not a big fan of Muck G. But he's also said that he's kind of using Guardians of the Galaxy as a, as a as a benchmark, and he wants to go higher than Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, don't you, you can't do go that. higher. You, you can't. can't. James Gunn is doing Guardians of the Galaxy. James Gunn is taking Guardians of the Galaxy above Guardians of the Galaxy. Just no, 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 Muck G. I, I love how Muck G is playing along with the Kellen Lutz stuff. Yeah. He's like, we I love Kellen. Being, we uh, love Kellen. We're going to be talking about, to Kellen. You know, there's going to be some other guys in the room, but Kellen's definitely going to be one of them. I think he might be, but I don't think Kellen Lutz is going to be him, man. I think Kellen Lutz might be, I don't know, working on the catering oh, side sweet, of things or hanging out. Uh, but no, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, no yeah. Hollywood. No. Uh, let's talk about some detective movies. Let's talk about it. Hey, are there's there a, any coming up? There's a couple. Okay. First, we get Will Ferrell and John C. Riley teaming up for a Holmes and Watson movie. Now, the Will Ferrell home movie has been talked about for a long time. It was going to be him and Sasha Baron Cohen. It was. And now and this now has come up. up. And it's now him and John C. By Riley. By the way, great fucking trade. Great trade. <laughs> which, which trade was that? Sasha Baron Cohen for John C. Riley. Yeah. I'll take that deal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm very, I'm very excited about this. I love those two guys together. Um, Step Brothers Shake is and bake. brilliant. I absolutely love that movie. I can watch it. So wait a second. But lost in this announcement, yeah. Where's the Step Brothers two update? Last I heard, that was like getting a green light. Well, he, that's what he said when um, Daddy's Home was out at the and, end of last year. And now year. it's now they're signing on to a new thing and there was no mention of <laughs> Step Brothers 2 in that report. You suspect. Mm. You suspect. I'm on to you. I know what's going on. Maybe. Aha. Step Brothers 2 Homes Alone. <laughs> lost in uh You can have that one. Lost in this podcast. Okay. Anyways, there's also a Clue re- remake. Yeah. No, Clue I'm very, remake I'm very from Hasbro at Fox, a scoop courtesy of the tracking board, mm. which you guys should all be following uh, on Twitter at my tracking board. Um, I'm all for it. You know, there's a chain in my office about how Clue is the sacred movie and they better find the right comedians to replace that amazing cast. It's. Clue is not that good a movie. It's not a sacred it's movie, like but a it's it's cheesy fun. It's great. It's a great movie. Is it? It's it is a great movie. I have a lot of love for that. But also this Clue remake, which I mean, it's, I think 2011 was the last time this was kind of floating around. It's gone to various studios and it's kind of been shelved a number of times. But this is not going to be a straight remake of Clue. This is apparently going to be more action adventure. It's going to be to do with worldwide mystery. Yeah, they're looking at doing it as a franchise, which to me, yeah, but this, that's not a Clue remake. That's a different film with Clue in the title. 
So I'm 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 okay with that. But um, if it was just a remake of Clue with kind of like just putting a load of comedians in it, I'd probably have more issue with that. I just love the original Clue movie. Um, I think Clue Which was, was not a hit. super ripe for a remake. Out. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily want them to go the Hasbro route or no. that we've traditionally seen from Hasbro, which is just big, big, big. Um, but I think it's a title that is totally fair game and that you could find a pretty fun cast mm. uh, to take that over. Anyways, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, there's there's more shit. I mean, like, De- Robert Downey Jr., his Perry Mason movie, he's yeah. been struggling to develop at Warner Brothers for years. Yeah. According to our pal Justin Kroll, uh, going to be a series at HBO. Look at the corporate synergy there. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. To Is re- he still attached to that? Yeah. It's going to okay. be him, and, and he's teaming up with Nick Pizzolatto. Excellent. Creator of True Detective. Uh, I like that Nick is doing a little something, um, you know, just in, outside of True Detective. Yeah. You know, that he's kind of breaking it up. Maybe we'll get a third season down the line. But uh, for now, he's going to focus on this Perry Mason thing. I mean, I like, I, I'm like i a fan of Robert Downey Jr. Oh, um, are you? I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of his. And I, I actually really enjoy him doing slightly more dramatic stuff rather than the, the tongue-in-cheek comedic edge stuff that he does with things like Sherlock Holmes and right. this, Iron this, Man. Like, people forget, he's, he's more than Iron Man. He was one of our great fucking actors. The Soloist was a film that was massively overlooked, I, and he's I amazing love, in that. I love this. I actually he's really, amazing in that. I really like The Soloist. It's Joe Wright's best best movie. Yeah. Um, but I like that, that HBO is sort of combing through Warner Brothers' development hell yeah. and pulling out and repurposing IP. That's a good idea. Yeah. I think there's a lot of cool projects that are totally dying on the vine at Warner Brothers because yep. they don't want to make, you know, non-tent bowls these days, it seems like. It, like, if HBO went and got Lost Girls mm-hmm. or went and made a Boston Strangler movie, the shit that Warner Brothers can't make or has you know hasn't wanted to make the last few years, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I mean... Uh, I think it's it's good for Robert Downey Jr. just as a as a career thing to have something in there at the moment where he's going from Avengers movie to Avengers movie. Does he need to be playing Perry Mason though? Like, why can't he just be some guy, some lawyer? Do you know, no, no, he doesn't have to. But I think he would do it really nicely. I think he would have fun with it, mm-hmm. and I think it's a character that he could inhibit easily, but and therefore bring a lot of flair to it rather than in an easy in a lazy way. Did HBO's does HBO's audience did, did they watch Perry Mason? I can't really say. I've seen too much of that show. It's really something my parents watch. Yeah, of course they watch HBO too, but. But no, but I, I mean, possibly not. I think they'll be aware of it, but I think it's not going to be a straight, I mean, I'm just going to assume this, it's not going to be a straight redo. I think they're going to bring something different. Sure, so again, it's, it's going to be like, a case why of... Why bother calling it Perry Mason if nobody knows who the fuck Perry Mason is? That's what I'm kind of getting at. Heritage. Yeah. Point of, you know, there's there's that association. Um, and I think it, it while, you, while HBO have got a lot of original content, they don't generally have a lot of stuff that has... Heritage. It tends to be something that the, the 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 networks have done previously. They've used these brands. It's something quite different for for HBO to do that. So I think they would they wouldn't just do that for for any previous existing mm-hmm. entity. I think they would they would want to pick something that they thought was really worth doing with that heritage. 
Otherwise, just do something yeah. neat. And Robert Downey Jr. is is a good guy to spend yeah, that. Very much so. Spend that on. Um, let's stay with Warner Brothers for okay. a few minutes now. Actually, uh, Lady Gaga confirmed to star in Bradley Cooper's directorial debut, A Star Is Born. Yeah, I don't know why Bradley Cooper would choose this project to make his directorial no. debut. Uh, Lady Gaga, in her in a tweet, called him a brilliant visionary artist. Now, I don't know how you can call someone that when. Haven't made a movie yet. Yeah, I mean, unless you know, we're playing artist to acting, which of course is an art. And yes. Bradley Cooper is very good at it. But uh, I just, I don't know. I just the, her, the hyperbole at a Lady Gaga is just hilarious. This is her big the first big studio role. Mm. I, I just, I don't know. The story's not- been done before. I'm fine with a new version because honestly, I've never seen a Star Is Born. I just know a lot of people have. There have been a few versions of that. Yeah, it's I mean, nothing new. I'm. Considering the level of talent involved in this, it doesn't. I'm. It doesn't. I'm, get I wanted me it to be Beyonce. I don't. I'm not like a Lady Gaga person in general. Uh, yeah, I, I don't watch American Horror Story, so I'm not. I haven't been exposed to too much of her work outside of like some Robert Rodriguez movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just excited for Beyonce. I don't know. I would. I'd like to see. Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga or Beyonce or whoever in a Bodyguard remake, maybe. Mm. Um, but that, A Star is Born, I, I just don't know if the narrative is that interesting. But, I would have liked to have seen him cast a newcomer, sorry. I didn't want a big name, necessarily. Mm. I would have liked to see him really find an actress. And, I think your point about The Bodyguard is, is is a really good one, actually. I would have... I thought be good. That would have been great. And, that would have been great. Maybe, maybe that's and that what is, he's saving for Beyonce. If they remade that, I think they could bring a lot to it. But I'm also wondering, because I think Bradley Cooper will have his very own clear vision about it and i think because uh lady gaga is a very visual person she's very keen on making sure that her her visions are visualized and, cr- and created it'll be interesting to see how they work together because i think they'll have both have very clear ideas about what they want to do and how those will marry i think it'll be interesting to see how that how that comes together. They, I think they'll be able to agree and disagree on things. Whether that then as a on-screen product becomes something that is good or it becomes Jersey Boys. I actually didn't mind Jersey Boys. See, I, I love the musical, so I didn't <laughs> I, like the movie. I liked it. I didn't see the musical. I'm, I'm a big fan of musicals. Um, um, okay, Warner Brothers this weekend yeah. releasing War Dogs. Yeah. My review is going to hit shortly. I turned it in at 2 a.m. Sorry, Josh. Uh, what did you think? Did you see it? I didn't see it. Oh, um, I thought you had. No, I wanted to see it this weekend. Unfortunately, I couldn't make the screening because I was working uh, at a company Ooh, and I was late. All right. Um, so, well, no. I, I, you see, it's a film that I'm – here's where I'm at with War Dogs. It's a film that I'm interested to see. Mm-hmm. And by the way, did you know it was almost made with Shia LaBeouf and Jesse Eisenberg? I don't think anyone would know – better who this movie was almost made with than me <laughs> good point i think i know good point i think i'm aware that's true um but yeah i mean it's a film that i'm interested to watch but it's one that i don't know whether i would want to to rush to go and see in theaters um yeah it doesn't necessarily demand to be seen on the big screen i liked it i had fun with it i yeah. like i'm a big miles teller fan yeah uh oddly enough uh, he's a great he, he may be the he may be the lead um, but it's not his movie. It's not his movie. This right. is Jonah Hill's movie, a thousand percent, and he's a fucking animal in it. Uh, he really is just a madman, and yeah. it's awesome. Um, so I, I was into it. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Todd Phillips, uh, you know, the, he kept it moving. He kept mm. it fun. 
Uh, never... I like him as a director. I think even with some yeah. of his work that's not so strong, he does. This is his jump to me, like Adam McKay made with The Big Short, or even Michael Bay made with with Pain and Gain. Yeah. Um, so you know, I I don't think it's the best movie. I think they did a pretty good job overall telling this story, which was fascinating. I yep. read it in Rolling Stone when it first hit. A lot of people at the screening the other night did not care for it. Okay. Um, I'm seeing a lot of reviews that are going crazy. like they like it, but nobody. It's not like everybody kind of. A lot of people lost their shit a bit over the Nice Guys earlier this year. It is a little similar to that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll like it more than I'm thinking. I like it, I'm I liked it more it. than the Nice Guys. The Nice Guy. The, the highs of the Nice Guys were yeah. higher, but I think that the lows of were the lower. Nice Guys were lower. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay. Well, I'm. I'm. I'm it, it is a film that I would not mind putting my... And I, ideally, I'll see these things at, at press screenings. But I would not mind sticking my hand in my pocket and shelling out $15 for. Now, last night, it took $1.25 million on previews. Um, looking at about a $13 million weekend for this on a $40 million budget, not a bad start. Sorry, 13 on what? Uh, this, $13 million this, this weekend. Is, this is for, for what? For War Dogs. I mean, no, that's not, that's not very good, though. No, it's not great. No. But it's on a forty million budget for starting off. It's not the worst. Forty million production. Yeah. And how much in? I know. I know. Another another forty. <laughs> you maths, huh? You maths. You love maths. But yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I think it's not. It's not. It's not terrible. I just don't see people talking about this movie. That's, that's the thing for me, and I think that's going to be reflected in the figure. Yeah. Okay. I I agree with that. I, I don't think um, thirteen million dollars is. Where this movie wants to be. Talking about another movie that I think people aren't talking about at the moment. Yeah. It comes out this weekend, which I've seen. Let's talk about it. And you haven't seen. uh, And I don't think I ever will. Yeah, Ben-Hur. I I spoke to the cast last weekend, and they were great fun. (laughs) Um, So I I kind of feel bad for them. Um, It's not a great movie. It's not the worst movie of the summer by any stretch. But... (laughs) It's, That's not saying much but, this uh, summer. But it's it's not it's not a great movie. Um there are many things about it that I hated. I hated the ending. Um How's the chariot nobody gives a shit about this fucking movie the, the beyond chariot, the chariot race. The How chariot, is the chariot it's, race? It's good. It's fine. Um I don't I, it from what I was from what you're kind of led to believe by the marketing and by the trailers and the teasers, this is effectively Jesus meets Fast and Furious. Okay. And you're expecting a, a chariot race that is visceral and like, holy shit, that's incredible. Edge of the seat stuff. It's visually impressive. Um, it's it, it didn't excite me or thrill me or move me in a way that I was perhaps expecting it to do. Um, but it's there are moments in it were like ooh nasty. It just was underwhelming, and how, the rest of the film it didn't really do a lot. How how is Jack Houston? Is he a leading man? Um, yeah, I think he is. I, I don't think he, I don't think he's quite there yet with this performance. Um, I I enjoy watching him on screen. I think with the right material, I think he'd be absolutely brilliant. He's a very funny man. I would like to see him doing something. Let me ask you this. Com- comedic. Let me ask you okay. this. And don't uh, don't take this the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Do you think he would make a good James Bond? Yeah. Really? I do. I do. Um, th- there's something about him. You may not be alone in that regard. Yeah. Um, there is something about him that is... He's, he's posh. He's from good stock. 
you know. <laughs> he's from the Houston family. Yes, he's, but also the way he carries himself and his, his, there's an air about him where you're like, he, he has, for me, the attributes to make a really good Bond. Uh, I think he has a nice presence on screen. I think with the right material, that can increase. Doesn't register for me whatsoever on screen. Yeah, no, I, th- I think he's complete. Blank. I think he hasn't had the right material yet. I mean, he was great in, in, in Boardwalk Empire, um, you know, but I just think he's he's waiting for that right that right project, that right mix of words we'll that see. work for him. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so it's not a terrible movie. It's not a good movie. Um, Morgan Freeman is in it. Um, he could be doing anything, really. We've, we've, we've already spent too we, much time talking yeah, about that. Yeah, it's, it's no not... No one's seeing this movie. It's, yeah, uh, not K- great. Kubo from the Two Strings, all, uh, Kubo and the Two Strings didn't see it, but I want weekend. to. Uh, yeah, like... A, I'm hearing great things about it. Whatever. This, this movie's not going to make any money. No. I don't think kids are excited to see it. But the studio makes some title. really good stop-motion animation pictures, but they don't... They're not resonating. Uh, and the other movie out this weekend is Morris from America, which I do want to check out okay. on uh, on iTunes. There's a few other things uh, before we wrap up this show. Yep. Let's see. Let's ben Whishaw might join. Ben Whishaw joining Mary, Mary Poppins. Poppins Returns. He's going to be grown-up Michael. Yeah. So he, he seems like a nice, delicate fit. For, He's a nice guy. Uh, Loved him in Paddington. Yeah, he seems like the right fit for a family film at Disney. Yep. Uh, so does Kira Knightley playing the Sugar Plum Fairy in the Nutcracker, for Which that is matter. something I thought we knew a while ago, because hasn't she been associated with that project I don't remember. Um, the Nutcracker is not really a project I paid much attention to. Um, is Kira Knightley... I mean, to me, she's cold, Kira Knightley. I still think that she's cold. Mm. Um, so I don't know that she lends a warm presence as a fairy in a fairy tale, essentially. But... Uh, She's a good actress, yeah. so I suppose that's a get for the Nutcracker. Sticking with Disney, Lin-Manuel Miranda and Alan Menken teaming up for, to do the music for a live-action mm-hmm. Little Mermaid uh, movie. Yep. I don't. I think that's like the you know the biggest get in Hollywood. Like yeah. you can't be happier uh, about getting Lin Manuel on not one but two projects because he yeah. co-stars in Mary Poppins as well. He does so that's a win I think for everybody. And I really enjoy the Little Mermaid. I don't know what's happening with the Chloe Moretz version. Yeah, um, it's gone very quiet on gone that. Gone super duper quiet. There was never anyone else cast, like, no. uh, as a villain or a love interest. So, uh, well, I don't know where that stands. Uh, and staying with um, Menken, uh, Oscar nomination, potentially, for uh, opening song uh, this year, Sausage Party. Wow, that would be interesting. I think that I would love to see whoever's going to host the Oscars doing the opening number and doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's never been... There's never been an Oscar movie's opening like that. You know, it's funny that I didn't even think of that because uh, uh, when see, I the, did the see Sausage Party, I was like, started, did I see an Oscar nominee? Yeah. For, but I was thinking animated features. As soon as You're it came on, song. I was like, that's that could be best song. Um, I mean, obviously this week there was, you know, Seth Rogen was saying, because it's doing, it's doing good box office. It's the um, it's breaking box office records, but when you hear the box office record that it's broken, it's kind of like, well, yeah, it's like the, yeah, August it's the best in a field release. of one. Yeah. yeah, it's best record for a R-rated uh, animated, for an know. August opening animated movie, and it's like, great, so which other ones have there been? Right, it'd be, it'd be planes, yeah. so I'll put it that way. <laughs> but hey, no, listen, they made that movie for $20 million, Yeah, whether that's... A and little, it's a uh, good movie. And it's a good movie, and it overperformed at 33. Yeah. Uh, what I was alluding to with the budget was, you know, maybe they should have been for 22 or 23 million, judging from uh, some animators who were not happy this week. Yes. Uh, 
Um, and, and that's kind of marred uh, otherwise a, a really nice success story for yeah. the summer. Um, but I think we can... St- I, I would be very surprised if we don't see an Oscar nom for best song this year. Or best animated feature, we'll see. Or best... Do you think they'd go down that route? I don't know if the, if the animation... Like, I think it's yeah. a good movie. I don't know if they would spark to the animation. Mm. Yeah. I saw some gorgeous animation. I, I would just love to find, get them to find a clip that they could use at the Oscars ceremony. Mm-hmm. That saw, would be fun. I did see some gorgeous animation in a movie yesterday that I, I can't talk about. Um, oh, the top secret one that you got the phone call to go and see. That's right. I'll tell you after the cool. show. There's okay. some really interesting animation in it. I uh, thought it was Ben-Hur because I know you were super psyched about seeing that, right. but it wasn't. Uh, Star, I mean, Simon, are you going to go to the Star Wars Cantina Bar that's opening in L.A.? Yes, I am. Because I'm a massive nerd. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, I actually am curious. I do want to check that out. Yeah. There, what is it? The Mose Isley Cantina? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Look I mean, the, the, there, there have previously been... In London, there's a thing called Secret Cinema, and they did um, The Empire Strikes Back a couple of mm-hmm. years ago. They basically create a setting, and they show a movie in it, kind of as an immersive experience. Uh, and they do a brilliant job. And I was thinking that would have been a perfect opportunity to have done the Mossasdi Cantina. And now they're actually doing it in Hollywood. Make a I'm reservation. Like, yeah, it is going to be the... It's going to make Comic-Con look less nerdy I want to have a like Star a, Wars I want to have like bar. a first date there. I think that would be kind of trippy. I th- yeah, I mean, the thing is that that first date would either be the only date that you have with that person or the start right. of a beautiful relationship. Exactly. There's going to be no in-between on that one. But Did you see the Arrival trailer? I did. did what do you think? You think oh, it looks good? I kind of got a semi with that. I You, you keep talking. This is like the second week in a row you're talking about your semi. Um, I what have I told I you about genuinely, that? genuinely, genuinely, it gave me... Little tingles. I'm I, I was very little, excited about this. I, I have the utmost faith in that in that filmmaker um, who's doing Blade Runner two. Mm. But the trailers have been a little underwhelming. I I know that there's probably not that much to show or that they can show. Mm. Um, so which I'm okay with. I'm just going in on blind faith. But the, yeah, the trailer I didn't think like. See, I didn't I, give me goosebumps. Yeah, no, I no. I watched that. I was not expecting a huge amount from it, and when I watched it, I was like, "Ooh, yeah, very much so." I love Amy Adams, and I just think that I think it's a really. I wouldn't have put her and Jamie Renner together, but I think they appear to be a really nice fit on screen together. I think they're going to have really good chemistry. It's going to work well, um, and it's been a little while since Amy Adams has really been given a strong lead role, um, and I think this is going to put her back on the map a little bit. She kind of dropped off the radar a little, and I think this could put her back on there, which is great. Okay. I'm, I'm genuinely excited about that. Backing it up to Star Wars real quickly, yeah. did you want to say anything about Kenny Baker passing? Yeah. He it's, played R2-D2? It's really sad, actually. I mean, I, I've only met him once or twice. I interviewed you know, most of the Star Wars cast, um, the original cast, over the years. Um, obviously, you know, a, a massive loss. Um, you know, fans, especially the new fans that are getting into it. Um, I think it's, 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 it was really sad. I mean, he was old. Um, you know, so it's not like it was it was unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll be he'll be a massive loss. He starred in so many iconic films over the years. You know, you look at his career, and it's like, yeah, and he paved the way for 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 small actors. Um, you know, he he really opened that up. Um, so I think he 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 does leave a big legacy. Um, and especially he'll be missed on the convention scene because he was very, very active in that mm. scene. So as far as fans, you know, having access to that, that you know, to get that close to such iconic figures, he made that possible. Um, it's, it was just really sad. 
Okay. Um, yeah, right. no, just such a loss. It was a, it was a nice uh, eulogy. I'm glad, I'm glad that we found some time to, to yeah. fit that into the show. We have about five minutes left, so let's just run down. Let's do like a lightning round. Okay. Uh, Taylor Kitsch, an American assassin. I thought he was going to replace Dylan O'Brien at mm. one point when Dylan got injured. So did I. Uh, I don't know where he figures into this plot, but uh, I think it's the right move for him at this mm. time. Yeah, if you know what I'm saying. I like Taylor Kitsch. I think he's done a couple of projects that really weren't right for him that I right. think have, have damaged him. Um, but I, I really want to see him get back on. Did, top did you watch him in True Detective? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. That he is on good. my to watch list. Uh, Nicole um, Perlman from Guardians of the Galaxy and yeah. Alex Hirsch to write the script for a Pokemon movie. Yeah, uh, I probably won't be seeing this. No, Would I'm you? not rushing. No, yeah, I um, don't care about Pokemon. Our pals at Bold Films developing a horror movie with Robert Rodriguez titled Blood. Yep. I think it's about some like an adopted individual's search for their real family mm. and uh, what they find in the backwoods there. I and don't know. Rodriguez is a great director. He, he's not directing, is he? Oh, he's he not, just is he? Produced? I, I was, don't know. Oh, okay. Right. I, I, I have no way. I, I, uh, I didn't write it down. So. Uh, but I like that combination of Robert mm. Rodriguez and Bold Films and yeah. uh, a movie well, called he, Blood. Um, Ellen Page and Kate Marr, the popular true detective meme coming to life. Yeah. They're doing a gay-themed film uh, called Mercy. Okay. Involving Death Row a little bit, I believe. I like that pairing. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Two strong strong younger actresses. John Turturro is uh, doing a... Big Lebowski spinoff called Going Places. I could not get anyone involved in the production to confirm. Okay. Um, I wonder if that's because... Like, all I, the only thing I fucking care about with regards to this story, and no one has written it yet, and maybe I'll try to do it today, mm. do, does it have the Cohen's blessing? Have the Cohen's given him permission to go ahead and play Jesus, or is he not really playing Jesus, but his character dresses like Jesus, and his name happens to be Jesus, or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I I don't have the answer to that. I don't yeah. know, but That's I all think I want to know. if you were going to, I mean, he's been talking about doing this spinoff for a long time, or a sequel, or whatever. Sure. Um, so we don't know whether it's a spinoff, whether it's a sequel. And it's shooting, and, and so it is just... shooting with a cast. If you don't have the blessing of the Cohen brothers, and it's going to be related to something that they've created, right. and you're this far down the process you're kind of opening yourself up to a lot of legal action the producers there. would not co- i mean yeah but would not maybe have... they just wouldn't do anything because he's their friend i'm sure he got some kind of permission but the producers would not comment uh and yeah. i was like well we're not going to touch this store we're not going to pick it up because that's the news hook that's mm. what people want to read yeah if we can't say it's a big lebowski sequel or spinoff or whatever mm. You know we're not going to run it, and they were like, "Don't run it." But it's a, it's a so. good it's a good cast. I mean, obviously John isn't it, Susan Sarandon, um, Audrey Tattoo. Yeah, yeah, good you cast. know it's it interesting. It could be a really interesting. And John Turturro is having a moment right now with the Night of, which you should all yeah. be watching on HBO. So it's like strike while the iron is hot. Yeah, uh, Luke Scott, Ridley's son, doing a Donner Party esque movie at Fox with a Walking Dead type twist. That doesn't, you know, we'll see how Morgan is, the Kate Mara movie that, mm. he, that he, uh, he directed. I was due um, to be watching that next week, actually. I'm, oh. Unfortunately, I can't. Let me know if you, um, if you do. Work, uh, Derek Jeter's doing a movie on N- former NFL player Vernon Turner. Yep. I didn't know who Vernon Turner was. No. Derek Jeter, I, I don't know that we necessarily need you making a Hollywood move, but that's the popular thing that all these athletes want to do. Him, yep. Kobe, there's a few other retired uh, athletes who, you know, their second act, want, it's going to be Hollywood. They've got the money to buy in. Um, well, if the WWE guys are doing a follow-up to Surf's Up with uh, WWE Penguins, then uh, anything can happen. Marvel's The Runaways going to Hulu. I like that. Yeah, I, I like that. Hulu. I've yep. always been curious about a Runaways movie. It's yep. not happening, um, but now it's going to TV. That sounds cool. 
Varsity Blues also. Uh, I saw that this week, dude. I'll I will tell you some stuff uh, after this because I've, I've I kind of got the lowdown on what's going on with that Varsity Blues TV series. Did you so like the movie? I, I, I hope to be writing about that soon. Oh, it's one of, I love Varsity Blues. Yeah, one of my uh, teen. You see, teen that was favorites. that was something in the UK that that wasn't it wasn't a huge hit, right? Um, but I they saw it. About football. I just loved it. Um, yeah, I got Ke- a big soft spot for that. Kevin Smith went after a troll who harassed his daughter online. Good I for him, that. Kevin. Yeah, good for you, but big he did guy. It. He did it classily as well. He did. He wasn't like, fuck you, man. Right. You're an asshole. He didn't go down to the troll's level. Uh, Guys, this is an 18-year-old girl. Yeah. Jesus Christ. If you have nothing better to do than hurl abuse at 18-year-old girls online... And... You really got to take a look at yourself. And it's a father's movie. Like, listen, I love Kevin Smith. I am a huge Kevin Smith fan. This is an atrocious film, Yoga Hosers, that she's kind of trapped in. What is she supposed to do? It's your father. Should should she have passed on it? Like, come on. It's not her fault. But also, if you don't like the movie, you can turn it off. That's you don't true. have to. That's true you too. don't have to go to his daughter. I, I kind of wanted to and walk her out, abuse. But solidarity kept me there. Um, the Rock and Vin Diesel. The air has been cleared. Thank God. Yeah. Because you know the whole. Did they world hug it out? Because I know there are a lot of fans that would love to see those two men the, hug. They they are family, and so they mm. do hug. Uh, you know that, you, that's probably tra- enough this week. Trailer expected around winter, which is kind of like I could wait until spring. Oh, okay. I could wait until February. But okay. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's show. Yeah. Simon, uh, any fun weekend plans? Uh, I am going to be. I'm going to go from here. I'm going to uh, have a, a chat with Anthony Michael Hall and then oh. Jason Statham this afternoon. Cool. Uh, and then I've got a load of stuff next week. Uh, and then we're back to the show next Friday. That's right. I'll yeah. be here. Where can the good folks find Ooh. you? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Showbiz Simon, and also actually on our sister network, After Buzz TV, on Sunday night at nine uh, Pacific time uh, with the start of the second season uh, second half of the second season of fear the walking dead after show oh, if you're a fan you. of that so you can find me here too cool stuff i'm at the insider on twitter yeah. instagram all that good stuff mm-hmm. thanks for watching the popcorn talk yeah network make sure to rate comment subscribe you just met the movie press have a great weekend folks from producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire popcorn talk network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.